And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 163. In this episode, we will be reviewing Hellbent chapters 36 through 38. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by Lee Bardugo. <laughs> Moi Savienyi casters. I tripped over my line <laughs> because I decided to try and be a little tricky up in here. And you tricked and yourself. I couldn't even get it out. Um, I just, yep, that was boop. You, you got yourself. I did. But it's okay. So um, we still have cities. We do. Uh, <laughs> even after that. Even. Even after that. First is Bundigo, Australia. Ugh. Sounds beautiful. I've always, always, always wanted to be go to Australia. Like literally, like I have mapped out places, like trying to find. Anyways, that's a long story. I'll tell you a little bit later. But uh, and next, we're going to Al Fayum, Egypt, Woo. which sounds gorgeous as well. But um, the whole Australia thing, I I don't know if we talked about this on the air, but when. You know, we were younger and the grunge movement, I was obsessed with Silverchair mm-hmm. and the lead singer was yep. from Australia. And I like literally like found on a map the street that supposedly he lived on. <laughs> that sounds stalkerish. It was. <laughs> but I mean, I was like this little gay boy in Nashville, Tennessee. How was I going to get to Australia? Yeah. And yeah, no. But anyways, For I. For someone that hates the heat. Oh, you yeah. would not appreciate. I would not. No. I would absolutely hate it. However, I do. <laughs> I love that Disney movie, um, The Rescuers Down Under. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's in Australia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Down Under. That was a cute movie. It was. I love the eagle. I actually put in an application to the Australia Zoo. Um, back in the day. Wow. Yeah. I have a question for you. What is an, I know an albatross is a big bird, but like, I mean, like what's so, is there something special about these albatross birds? That, where'd that come from? Okay. I'll tell you. <laughs> so with my Lenormand cards, I've been studying like the deck that I really love. Um, there's a card. The very last card is it's the cross and it symbolizes burdens, but it's got this obviously religious undertone being a cross that I don't always feel like I like to use. And anyways, the deck that I have fallen in love with, their substitute for it is an albatross, but I haven't made the connection to why an albatross would have like would be like a cross that because it's a very heavy card it's so it says um when you call someone albatross uh it means they can they cause you great problems from which you cannot escape or they prevent you from doing what you want to do 
Okay, so when you call someone an albatross. Yeah, like, okay. if, if you were in my way of, like, I don't know, a new job, I right. could call you an albatross. Okay, so it's not referring to, like, the way the al- the bird acts and or anything like that, in other words, which is what I was thinking. So. Yeah, I didn't know that that was something you could call people that had meaning, but that's. Interesting. Hey. What Britannica.com says. I'm on Britannica. Learn something new every day. Well, yeah. I've I've wondered that for actually probably like what's really sad is about a year now. Oh. And I still was like, <laughs> just never looked it up. I was like, whatever. I just, albatross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a heavy just bird. Just accepted it. Hey, well, now it makes sense. <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, anyways, hi, listeners. Sorry we had a little breaky-poo. Um, honestly, Chris deserved it. Um, it was his birthday last week, and we were going to be recording literally on his birthday. And Which I feel like always happens for some reason. It does, I think. <laughs> And what's weird is we switch around our days of recording sometimes too. Yeah. But it always it seems like at least the past two years. Yeah. Um so we decided that, you know what, let's let's not do that. We just didn't we let him because even though you don't hear him often, he does so much for this show. <laughs> like, I mean, this wouldn't be happening without him. Yeah. Terry and I are just the heads and the voices. <laughs> like basically. Like, Everything else is him. We're strictly talent. Yes. Um, <laughs> so he just, he does so much work and I didn't want him staying up late and he doesn't all the time. But I mean, yeah. like when Terry and I are done and like, we're like, yeah. It's, then it's his t- real job is beginning. Yeah. Then he's like here just doing all the stuff and goodness. So um, yeah. anyways, happy belated birthday to my husband. Hi. On the air, wanted to do it. And we're still celebrating, by the way. Um, it was, um, but yeah, I'm, he's not like, he's not a big birthday person. Like, I think as we all get older, we're not really big birthday people. But he's, it it cracks me up because he, if you tell him happy birthday, he just says happy birthday back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes no sense. That's very Chris, though. It is. Um but um anyways he got some he got some great presents and I was happy for him. So um anyways, thank you, Christopher, for all the work you do and we um here at Grisha Cast just wanna make sure we wish you a very happy, happy birthday. <laughs> He's yelling thank you from the I booth. know. Yeah. <laughs> um so. I'm not I'm not hearing that part, but I heard a thank you. There he goes. Thank you. <laughs> So, um, can you stay on and let me ask you a question? Like, how, how was your birthday? Did you have a nice birthday? Can you stay it on? Can you? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's not on the air yet. See? I sound crazy. Always. But, um. Okay, I'm on the show. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, welcome. you're welcome. So. Uh-huh. Happy birthday. <laughs> well, how was your birthday? Was it everything that you hoped for? Yes, it was. I'm I'm at an age where um I don't like to celebrate my birthday. 
So I took it off of my Facebook so nobody at work knew. And uh, I only asked for two things and I got those two things and that was it. Like it's, it's another day. I agree. I mean, as you get older, I mean, it really is just like, it's not like when we were younger. Your priorities change. Like all I wanted to do was just be with my family and relax and have a cup of coffee and sit. And, um, I did. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad you, you got everything that you wanted for your birthday. And it's true. Like, I mean, that really does happen because I hate, I mean, when you're younger, I just remember wanting these huge, big parties. Like, I mean, I remember, I remember the very first party my parents planned for me was like this Disney, like it was in River Plantation and like they rented out the clubhouse and like, I just remember being in some kind of like Mickey Mouse outfit. I got pissed off that like um, somebody else got to dress up as Snow White, um, but <laughs> and I didn't get to. Um, and I think too, when you have kids, like what what excites you more is watching them have birthdays yeah, than yeah. your own. The cake is also great. Then. Like, yeah, there's cake. <laughs> you know. Oh yes, Eric and his cakes. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about the other day is the Baskin Robin cakes. Yeah. Oh my god, those are so good. I haven't had one of those in so long. Like that icing over there in that shopping center, where the the mail, like where the po- the post office oh is. You're talking and old then, school Bellevue. Yes. Yeah. Oh. It, yes, that was a treat. And then before River Plantation was there, when they first started building, it was all dirt roads from like Harding over to. Um, that side. So yes. we had a giant four wheel drive Bronco and we would just go on this like crazy off road adventure <laughs> to go get an ice cream. Oh yeah. Back in the day. And it was, there was ne- like next to Baskin Robbins, there was that long hallway that like went like deeper into yeah. a store. Cause and it, d- it didn't match the rest of it. And so like all the kids would be running in that little area. Yeah. yeah. That ba- it's still there, mm-hmm. and I I love that one. Like I maybe I'm crazy, but like I still think like Baskin Robbins ice cream. Like I haven't had it in forever, but like I love it. And like I, what was your? What did you? Did you always get the same thing, or did you change up? Um, world class chocolate. Um, was a big one. Um, okay, and then occasionally mint chocolate chip but i really enjoyed getting milkshakes and root beer floats i think the most wow. from there yeah okay i don't think i've ever gotten a milkshake or a root beer float from there i would um, get a milkshake because they won't make a milkshake out of any other flavor so i would um, always get a milkshake of world-class chocolate yeah. wow so my <laughs> favorite um for a while i used to love the the cones that they would already have prepared with the icing clown on it because they had icing on it like in the freezer but my absolute favorite and to this day is in a cup never in a cone i a big scoop of chocolate fudge ice cream (laughs) which is not easy to find i don't even think last time i went and i don't even think they have it anymore and then a scoop of for some reason blue raspberry sherbet oh i didn't eat them I didn't mix it together. I thought the colors were pretty. <laughs> um, I love the blue. 
and I loved like, but yeah, that was my favorite. I loved it. But oh, I, re- yeah. but um, chocolate fudge, um, they actually discontinued for a while. I was one of those people that wrote an email and they brought that back, but now I think it's gone again. And your dang world class chocolate, I think, is it's still there. It is. Yeah. Well, ice cream riveting. Are you guys excited? Yeah. What's your favorite ice cream? <laughs> I so, mean- before we get too like deep in, in case um, <laughs> this person is like, "What the heck is happening?" I want to say hi to Destiny whom I just Ooh. met on the way over here. Um, she is a massive Shadow and Bone fan. What? So um, I told her to give us a listen. So Destiny, welcome. And uh-huh. remember to um, email us at info at if you would like to come be a part of it and say hi. Absolutely. Welcome, Destiny. Yeah. Episode 163. Yeah. I hope you make it. <laughs> Luckily, she's read all the books. Okay. Like, already. So, um, yeah, I don't know if she's going to be in the Hellbent, but I... Hi. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, we... I, I love it. I'm so glad that we have... She made my day because she wanted to know more about it, so I was telling her about it, and she was like, I love your whole life, and <laughs> that just touched me <laughs> that did that touched me yes i mean that's sweet <laughs> it was I, sweet. no one said anything nice like that to me in a while and it like it's really nice they even said it to you and i felt like really oh that's so sweet well because this is a shared experience so. it is a shared experience so she would also love all your life well i love <laughs> that we have yeah well we're I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. Like, I don't know if she's going to go back to like the very beginning, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's fun talking to new people and introducing them. Absolutely. I, um, a nightmare of mine is actually going back and listening to the very (laughs) first episode. Like that would be horrifying. I think everyone has that though. Like anybody that starts any sort of like content, based entertainment um like when you start out you just don't you just don't know you don't. so um i think that's that's normal i hope so because i just i really do just wonder how like i mean it took a while for this like the gas to get going and for Fine. i felt like i mean you weren't even here for the like you didn't get here till the second book yeah i mean the last half of Shadow and Bone is me talking to Chris mm-hmm. and him like, oh, God, that'd be so funny. to. Li- what were you doing? Nodding. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that, that went really well over a podcast. <laughs> um, and I was, you know, me and my nervous anxiety at that point. Mm-hmm. God, at least where I am now, I'm like more comfortable. But could you imagine it then? God, the tripping over the words that <laughs> I I probably was a nervous wreck. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here we are. Episode 163. Just talking. Yes. About stuff. About stuff. And I forgot. I got to check on my turtle. Um, I'm going Sorry. to. Just, I will also preface. I've already said something, but I will preface. Um, I'm going to try to like pick up my energy, but we had a graduation inside a facility yesterday and those wipe me. Um, it's a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. And 
uh, we had to set up and break down like ourselves. So we were there from like 530 in the morning until like two. So um, with the physical labor and the emotions, every graduation, it takes me like two to three days afterwards to kind of feel the feels and get through. Um, So... I don't feel super heavy, but just in case my energy is not, like, there, just wanting to be open with you guys. Girl, I got you. No worries. We got you. I would like to be high energy. I think you sound good, and you sound fine, and usually those things are actually more in our head than anything, but thank you for being open and honest. Yeah. You know, you just feel, like, the weight of something. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's the highest high and the lowest low that you could possibly feel in like my line of work. So it's um yeah. it's a lot. Yes, I I get that. I really do. I um my job I feel like is very similar with that because I mean, I just I feel like sometimes I am literally like tr- like I'm doing my job at my window and Everybody sits behind me. I feel like the entire like job is staring at me and listening to everything I say. And I I just always try to help people. Like that is my job, which is everybody's job. Um, but I feel like sometimes I'm like trying to be really like talk quietly like because I don't want people to like um, – I hit the mic. Hear them like hear me helping them. I know that sounds weird. But, I mean, like, we're only, like, we're supposed to only help to a certain degree um, at my job. And it's all about, like, you know, files and filing things. But, you know, when it comes down to, like, the fact that someone doesn't know the zip code by chance of this address and, like, I have the internet right there, I can easily type that in and be like, Hey, by the way, the zip code's this. Yeah. Like, I like. I mean, oh my gosh, people would be like, "You have to bring all the information." Like, I'm not supposed to do that. It's just I hate that feeling. So I like. I, did that make sense of the connection <laughs> of how like it's just I understand that you can get really dragged down sometimes. Um, well, it's like so it's graduation, so for the first time. In their incarcerated life, they're able to cover their blues with their regalia. Right. And they have a little more freedom that day. Um, All of their friends and family are allowed to be in the gym with them. And you have to understand that some of these women have been in for decades. Right. And they only get visitation in the visitation room where there's no touching. um, Get a certain amount of time. They can't, like, introduce their friends that are also there with the, you know, to their friends and family. And it's a very just kind of dry visit, and that's all they get. Yeah. Uh, But for graduation, it's this big ordeal. So some of their family come in that they have not seen at all or they haven't seen for decades or whatever. Um, And so it's just the highest high of, like, watching them, their joy and their pride and seeing people in the audience be like, that's my mom, or that's my granny, or that's my, like, whatever. Um, and they're, everybody's crying, and everybody's proud of them, and they get to give the speech, and they, they're so hopeful. And uh, the we have a reception afterwards where they all get to mingle 
like everything is normal. They get to hug. They get to put their arms around each other. They get to hold hands. They get to do everything like you and I take for granted. Mm -hmm. They get to spend hours sharing a meal with each other and each other's friends and family. And it's just this like great community. And then um, the count comes and they have to take off their regalia, hand everything to their parents because they can't. Well, to their family because they can't take their diploma with them. They can't take their regalia with them. And they go right back into this system of harm after all of this joy. And you hear bawling. You hear crying. You hear kids say, no, mommy, don't go. You hear all of these things. And the women are left just standing there bawling their eyes out. And they're not allowed to touch each other at this point either. So um, one woman was having this really, really hard time. And as we were leaving – I ran back to her and just embraced her and just like hugged her for what felt like forever. And she, she bawled her eyes out and she's sad that, um, like you can see the age of my mom's hands. She's getting older. Am I ever going to see her again? Um, and you have to take that with you. Yeah. And it's, um, that's heavy. I hate to say that it affects me and it bothers me or that it stays with me because I have no right. Like, I don't have, I don't like the audacity for like me to be affected by this when it's like, and I know it's vicarious trauma, but, um, like whatever I'm feeling, I know that they're feeling a hundredfold. Absolutely. Um, so, but I have the chance to recover and move from that, whereas they don't. So I really try to like take those days to process, recover and then be my my more helpful self again. Yeah. Um, but that's it's just it's really really heavy. Yeah. Um, like it's it's the highest of the high and like the lowest of the low, and it's it's all in just a matter of like hours. Um, it's and this is like the fourth or fifth time um, I've been through it, and it doesn't get any easier. Right. Um, but it's uh it's heavy. And it's not going to, and, you know, I mean, and that's why I think you do so incredible at your job, and I I think it's really important that, for both of us, that we both still feel the way we feel and act the way we do and have, feel emotional about certain things that maybe other people don't, um, and I think that's... I think that's important and I think that's what's wonderful about you is like that's a beautiful thing that you can you see these people as who they are they're just in, they're individuals mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing and we talk about this all the time yeah <laughs> by saying you know I mean the only difference between the people that we work with is the fact that they got caught and we didn't mm-hmm. and like and that's true and but it also takes from what I'm starting to realize, I think it takes a very special person to be able to not get sucked in, drink the Kool-Aid of your office that tells you, oh, they're just they're just liars. Look at their sh- look at everything that they've done. Look how long they've been here. They've got all these court fines. They're never going to get better. Like, you know, I could be like that. But I can't. Like, I mean, it's absolutely impossible. And people make fun of me at my job. They, like, 
literally they do they always say that like i'm just the one that like they're like i am um, cuz i hate getting people arrested i hate it mm-hmm. but i hope i never get to a point where i'm okay with that right like that's scary to me mm-hmm. that like they're like you just get you just get numb to it no we need to get to hell bent <laughs> but um i just i'm I'm very proud that that still bothers me. And you know what? They can make fun of me all they want and laugh that I get emotional and it's hard for me to tell to tell someone that they're getting arrested. But it is because, hey, it's a, I, I don't know. It just, <sighs> I don't ever want to be, I don't want to ever get used to the fact that I'm, that's life-changing experiences, big, huge life-changing experiences that we are dealing with on a daily basis should never be taken lightly. And we hold the responsibility um, of making sure that they know the truth and what is going on and what and the support. And um, I'm glad I still ha- I can see the feeling and empathy behind it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways... Well, that was a Debbie Downer moment. Um, sorry, y'all. Um, however, I am wearing my my bunny ears for this special episode because I got horrified that apparently the devil is babbity rabbity rabbit up up babbity boop boop babbity boppity boo. Yes, that. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay, and he's wearing and like I mean, just so much goes on in these up in these episodes, these chapters, um, and so I didn't read thirty six like I was supposed to last week, which we or the week before that mm-hmm. we covered, but um, I feel like so much is going on in that chapter that like I kind of like feel like I get a little confused. Um, it's pretty much like just a reminder. It's when Alex and Anselm like are falling. Like, I mean, it's just like the ballroom floor has fallen through the roof. Um, and like pretty much the poop hits the fan. Like, (laughs) I mean, I don't know a better way to explain it. Um, you've got Darlington there. Anselm screaming at him. Like, that's Darlington and that form and like, it's just, it's so weird. Have you listened to any of this audiobook? No. Oh my God. Okay. Anyways. But, um, so Michael Anselm is there and like, I mean, so he's trying, he wants Alex to kill Darlington? Yes. Okay. And what's his, and what is his exact reasoning? Because he's a demon. Because the way he looks, he's a, he he's a big, like... monstrous demon. Okay. And actually, at this point also, we do kind of think that maybe Darlington could have as well, because we don't really know. Darlington does have the huge claws. We've... The horn. Yes. Um... And we're start- and we are making these weird little connections to where it seems like this puzzle has kind of connected to Darlington. But all of a sudden, Anselm trips up 
And I think it was like a pretty stupid slip up that he made because I actually, I'm proud of myself. I actually caught this one. <laughs> um, when he's yelling at her to kill Darlington, he at some point says stern. And he calls her stern. Thanks, stern. Yeah. And that like, I like the way that she wrote that too, because like, it was just like, I caught it that way the very first time I read it, too. I know. (laughs) That's smart. Um, But that was a huge giveaway. Like, something's up. Like, that is not... That sounded like Darlington. Darlington is the only one that we have ever heard call Alex Stern. Like, I mean, that's what he always... Like, you know, it's just... I don't know if he's the only one that... She's. I mean, she says it was Darlington who called her stern. I don't know if he's the only one. It sounds like it, but yeah, Anselm has always said Alex. Right. I think everybody else has said like Miss Stern or something like that. But he, um, his is like very specific. Yeah. It's it's just it's stern. Um, and anyways, this is um, where I definitely get a little lost. <laughs> So when Alex had this is this flashback is happening like very quickly, but um, the Anselm that Alex had lunch with at Shell and Bone, yes, um, the crab. If we go back and remember that, where she was like, he's reminding me of Darlington. He's very different. Um, Some of the things he's saying, um, the research, and like the. Yeah, and then he asks her questions about um, her mom. Like, does she embarrass you? And, like, which was weird to her at the time, but she thought that he was just happy and having a good time. Um, But And she was also, I think, trying to, like, didn't she go to that, like, like meal, like, kind of worried about, like, I feel like there was something she was worried about um going to like eat with him so like her mind was kind of like thinking about other things distracted maybe yeah distracted that's the word um i think i can't yeah i'm not 100 sure but (laughs) um so she i mean you have to imagine we're in this battle of like she has already like thrown her snakes at darlington and anselm is like you know freaking kill him thanks stern and that sends her on this whole journey that happened. Like I said, it happens so quickly that she's like, no, hold on a second. He doesn't call me stern. All the weird things that was happening at that lunch. Um, he seemed to like have forgotten everything from when he was going to kick her out. And she makes this quick decision in the middle of all this chaos that's going on that Anselm is actually Darlington's demon. And he, just like not Helly, was trying to feed off of Alex by saying things to her to make her feel sad and despair. He was trying to do that with her at lunch to feed off of her. Um, And that's why he was such in a good mood because it was like a high for him to like be getting all of this like stuff from her. Um, So she actually makes this. Okay. And that he was the one that killed Darlington's parents. Um, okay, hold on. <laughs> okay. So, everybody has a demon. 
apparently. Like, I mean, like, so, like, I mean, so that Darling- came out of hell attached to them. Yes. Okay. So when they came out of hell, they also had a twin mm-hmm. <laughs> that happened to be a demon. Um, that, okay. When did Dar, okay. When, okay. So when did Darlington's demon come out? Like, I mean, like, was I guess that's where I'm just like Darlington's demon. Darlington's been in hell. Um, did his? I guess maybe that's probably the plot of the story. Like, I guess it snuck out at some point. It came with all the rest of the demons when they went. It came out with all them. Yes, okay. just like not Helly, not Spencer, not all just- those demons. It. It came up at that came time along. when they opened the gateway. Okay. He just decided, you know what? I'm just going to go along with him. And like- so he, the the demon actually shelled out Anselm, like the real Anselm. Right. And that's the husk that's at the bottom Ugh. of the basement, which is such a weird, like, visual to say husk of a person. It is. And then, <laughs> and so then that demon had taken on Anselm's... Body and body vision, the way he looks. Yeah. Um, and if to me, like in the middle of all of this, to make that quick decision and realize this is amazing, right? Because uh, like, <laughs> it's kind of a lot. Everything's happening. Um, but he, the second she calls him out, he admits it. He's like, "Yeah," and it was fun. It was a puzzle. Um, yes, and. I think, to be honest, like, I think it's just because, like, I mean, I'm not surprised by it. He, I mean, he's a demon. He, like, I mean, it, at this point, it looks like, you know, I mean, he's, he's one. I mean, he's killed one. I mean, like, we've got, the only person down there that's alive, literally, is, is Alex. Because, like, we've got the Greys, we've got Well, Anselm killed, those two professors... Um, that yep. Turner was researching their like their death. Yep. He 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 did that. Killed them, but he didn't husk them out because he needed them to still husk like, them out. Yes, <laughs> I like that. So like I, he didn't want to take on their form, so he didn't kill them. Right. He was just like a Picky. a what do I want to say an emotion vampire. Yeah. Yeah. He had a certain look he wanted to go for. <laughs> Um, well, he could get farther with somebody that is connected to them. Correct. Um, and so he's been he's been feeding off of Darlington, which is why he was so much like Darlington at that lunch. Um, but he was he says, Yeah, it was a puzzle. It's just a good game. Just like, you know, it was fun for me. Um He's also trying to get like he does have an end game. He's like Darlington his like half soul or whatever that's in that circle. Yeah. He needs that. He's been trying to get that released somehow. And apparently like when he was going to try to figure that out is when Darlington's parents showed up and he like turned them into, yeah, it is weird thinking and the a husk. <laughs> Sorry. And we hear from Darlington a little later on that this isn't just your normal run of the mill demon. He's like, a master demon and he actually has like a name um yes. that sounds like Gargamel from Oh yes the Smurfs. 
Um, uh, <laughs> Golgorot. Yeah, it smells like, or it smells like, it sounds like uh, gargoyle or gargamel from Smurfs. That's, that was the first thing yeah. I thought. But, um, so yeah, he's not just a a regular nope. apprentice demon. He is. He got a name. He's, yes, he's big time. He's big. He's, <laughs> he's the big time. Um, yeah. But, uh, so Darlington is. He's like just laying around because he's 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 tired. And, I mean, uh, I would be too. And he keeps saying like Stern, the box. Um, and she knows that she needs to go get the rest of him. Um, and so he's she's trying to figure out how to do that because to like get everybody together and do the whole thing, whatever. And he's like, dude, you're a wheel walker, right? Just freaking go through the door. And then again, we've got a very quick thinking of her. <laughs> yes, this is again like every paragraph right now is a big thing. But um, she just she realizes all the things that he's like told her. Like as you like a walker, you choose the steps in this dance. She realizes that she She's can the make the portal. Like she can walk through at any time. Um, all worlds are open to us was something else that he said. Right. So like all of these things that have happened since the beginning that he has said and that he has told her when we talk about they like puzzles, he was giving her the these piece, yeah, all these little these riddles. Yes. Um, and now it's all coming together to make sense. So she is able to just walk through. <laughs> yep. To where uh where Darlington's soul is placing rocks. Yeah. Um, and, and then this is where your rabbit. <laughs> yeah. This, this is just so weird. It's just like, I mean, like, yeah, the, she, she sees Darlington. Darlington looks horrified, by the way. And then she gets hit. Mm-hmm. Or, and when she looks up or whatever, it's a six foot rabbit. In Anselm's suit. Yes. <laughs> that is horrifying to me. It's so weird. That, so he's not like the devil. He's like... He's Golgorod. Yes. But still, that... Has, I feel like that's like right up there with the devil. Oh, I think like so. He's, he's one of the minions. Okay, so like I tried to look up Golgorod and like I... <laughs> by the way, like I mean there... That word, like that's kind of like a spoof off of another like name there's something close that's called grow groth which is it's the symbol of fear and hunger which makes sense um this in google says which god to pray to fear and hunger in general it is recommended to perform the sacrifice in the inner hall and pray to all murat the first rituals. Okay, I'm about to. <laughs> okay. Like, oh wait, I need to stop. I'm about to start a ritual here. Um, but um, <laughs> and read the yeah. internet. Um, but but so in this attack, which is terrifying, the box gets broken. It's a ceramic box, and so it falls and it shatters. She and cries. So then there's like a whole like, well, now what? Like, how in the heck am I supposed to do this now? And she gets this idea of like, hey. Come with me. So she like sucks him up like a gray, but the difference is he's not a gray. Exactly. So this like 
this the the soul eater from the first book. It's her. First. She is now experiencing what she felt. Yes, and she explains it as like this massive high. It's totally different than the Greys. She tastes, she tastes honey. honey. Yeah, she um, like she's feeling good. Like she popped a bunch of volumes. Like she is feeling great. She said all pain is gone. There's like glimmer in her brain, and she. But it's takes, brilliant. She carries him through back to reality, back, back to, to their world. Reality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so it, like. It's crazy because all this We're is happening about four pages, right? <laughs> so, but it literally is the only way that Darlington could have been saved because yes. otherwise he would have stayed in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love. So the one thing that I think that I'm interested in learning more about that we keep on this wheel walker, we learn a, she's a wheel walker. We get it. We that other lady was a wheel walker, and they. She was horrible, and she's so now we know that wheel walkers have doors to everywhere, mm-hmm. but still, there's not a lot of info we have about this. Like, we still are like being like it's just they're just not giving us a lot, and it's a to the point where it's actually kind of annoying me a little bit because it's just like I don't want it to get so disconnected that it doesn't make sense. I want to make like you understand what I'm saying. Like, I hope it really like. Makes sense this wheel. Well, walk. now that she's actually used her wheel walker, I don't know powers, but like what she's made for, I feel like we'll get that more now. Um, yeah, she's got. But her. so because the rest of Darlington has come back, his demon form kind of dissipates, and he looks like Darlington again. And, um, but don't forget, he also does kill the like or like shatters the whatever the Golgarot. Yes. Yeah, and this um, happens to be, I think, my favorite. Like, this is why I asked if you listen to the audio because this is probably one of my favorite lines I've heard so far. Is the very end of this chapter. I um, have it. I should let page, you page page three eighty three. Yes, starting with it's amazing. Darlington question mark. <laughs> yes. Um, where he's he looks normal again. Anselm is they they did like shatter Golgarot. Yep. yep. Um, and so Darlington's just standing there like a normal person now. And she says, Darlington, where are you going? And he says, <laughs> To get some clothes, Stern. He said, climbing the steps and leaving bloody footprints behind. A man can only a man can spend only so much time without trousers. On before he begins to feel like a deviant. <laughs> okay. And then the last line of that chapter is the gentleman of Lethe has returned. Amazing line. Like, if like, I I wish I would have prepared where I could have played. When she reads, a man can spend only so much time without trousers on before he begins to feel like a de- it's just, it is amazing. Like, she does such a good job. Um, what I think is really cool is... The way, like, I mean, one, the way it's written, one, the way she's reading it. We finally, like, I mean, there's Darlington. Like, I mean, it's actually Darlington in real time. It's just, like, it changes so much. Um, and what 30, the next chapter is actually our very first time through Darlington's eyes. Mm-hmm. And this actually is read by a guy. 
Um, and Darlington is he he's been in hell. He has had some. I think it's interesting the way he describes how he's been a slave, but yet he's been the slave master. He um, he also is feeling a little something about the way he's looking and feeling towards Alex. Like he um, he definitely wants to get some, but he's exhausted. But he wants to get some. I don't. I didn't like make a bunch of notes for this chapter because oh, this was just kind of like. Oh yeah, this was him done. just coming back into. The real world. So there's not a lot that's like super important in this chapter. What I find the most interesting because I can relate is um, she doesn't make this big deal about him being there. She just grabs some cereal and she starts eating and like he's standing there like, hey, and she's like, hey, and it's she's not like hugging and crying and making the big deal out of it. And, uh, but then when, um, they find Dawes, uh, Dawes, she makes the big ordeal of like, she's emotional and she's hugging him and she, and Alex kind of thinks to herself, like, I should have been that way. I should have felt the same way that Dawes does. I should have shown him those things, but it's just not in her to do that. And, that was a connection moment for me because, like, I feel the same way. Like, I in those big yeah. moments where you should have these grand feelings, I typically don't. So this made her more real to me. Yeah, that it wasn't. She didn't like portray emotions that would be outside of her character, which I appreciated. I appreciated that yeah. she wasn't given at this moment like this uncharacteristic, huge welcome. Right. I think also that. Alex, like, I mean, I think part of it, it, we've, she has been searching for Darlington since we've started this book. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, since we started the series. And out of everything that they've gone through, which is a lot, and then all of a sudden for him to, like, finally be there. um, And I feel the sense that their relationship has grown without them being while he's been in hell i know that sounds weird like i feel like she has thought more about the different things that he has said to her the things that he has learned from her um like both of them that like they've just kind of were in different places and she also like i mean that was a crazy like i don't want to call it a battle scene but that was some crazy action that like they went through and i think she's like shell shocked, but I agree. She didn't do like, yeah. She she isn't gonna be like Dawes. I because we have talked about how, like, I mean, we know Dawes has obviously had like a huge crush on Darlington. Like, I mean, probably yeah. And it's just kind of everybody is shipping Alex and Darlington, though. Everybody, like, I mean, seems to be what people want. Like, I think. Well, in the book, that's. But it's going... That's what it's... That's where it's headed. Right, exactly. Um, but I... I think if it were normal fiction, like a normal TV show, a normal book... Yeah. I say normal because this book is extraordinary. It isn't right. ordinary. That they would have had the female character 
be that whole oh, like yeah. hugging and like sweeping off her feet and giving the big kiss and be like, oh my gosh. But thank God not. Lee kept Alex to her character. And I also think because Dar- uh, Darlington brings it up that he still has the memory of Alex just standing there not doing anything. And I think she carries some of that guilt too. And so I think on top of her not showing big emotions, she's also has this like, does he forgive me? Is, you know, I, I feel There's like that's part of it too. But I, I just wanted to say like that. I just appreciated um, that she didn't I love that. do that silly. The fake stuff. Uncharacteristic. Yeah. Yeah, the fake stuff that, like, I mean, I feel like sometimes when you're reading a book, um, this isn't this is an adult book, but especially in YA, sometimes authors like I feel like it has to be written that way or something. Like you can't, you got to make sure the character does this. You got to like, make you, the audience happy. So right. like, once and, the big man comes back, then the no, girl needs to no. fawn all over him, and they need to kiss and make out and live happily ever no. after. Um. So, but this feels more human to me absolutely yeah it feel it, it is um i do love um that they bring up the fact that like um his jaguar is gone <laughs> i for some reason i found that like he doesn't know anything that's gone his on mercedes his mercedes is that what it was mm-hmm. you know me i don't know cars <laughs> i know it's got four wheels um but um darlington is trying to get all caught up here and believe me, it is a lot to get caught up on. Um, but pretty much, I mean, what do you know? They got to go back to hell. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. I mean, and. Because they have to take the demons back. Exactly. Because those demons can become vampires. But we've got one other little thing. Trip ain't checked in in a while. Yeah, Trip is absolutely missing. But it's only been a couple hours, which to me, I wouldn't be freaking out yet, but they I mean, also- I would be. Like, with all these demons around and you know what they're capable of, like, one is now turned into Alex's grandmother. Um, right, that was really Who's good. feeding you, Miha? Um, so, That's- it is scary that Trip is missing. He's not answering his phone. And um, at this moment in time, they're thinking that they need to just go by his place um to check on him make sure that like the demons haven't like gotten to him and another important thing is is we need trip because if you're going back to hell we need to have your other murderer but darlington said that he would take trip's place if he had to and everybody's like nope uh uh-uh or we Alex said, I'll go that. by myself. And they're yeah. like, no. That doesn't work either. They did. It's the very end. They bring up this very, like, this book that apparently is an actual book that really is at Yale in the Beinecke. The Voynich. Voynich. Voynich or Voynich. Either one. That is, um, I'm not even going to pretend to know, but supposedly this book can tell you how to trap demons. Yes. Um, I looked at images of what this book looks like, and I'm sorry, but it's colorful. It, like, looks like a coloring, (laughs) but, like, I'm like, how is it, like, really? Am I looking at the right thing? 
Um, I mean, yeah. it's got colors. I mean, pastels. We're talking greens. And it's like- a, This is one of those moments where it's like, if you know, you know. And if you don't, then you don't moments. Because they talk about the Voynich um, manuscript Yes, that's that was made to trap demons. But then, like literally, the next sentence, they're like, well, "What about Pierre the Weaver?" And you're just <laughs> like, "God, hold on a second, who? Like, you got to give me a a moment to like figure out who these people are or who these things are." Um, so it says the Weaver was acquired by manuscript. <laughs> um, and it was a series of cult leaders and false gurus to lure followers. And Pierre was the last of so the name struck, blah, blah, blah. So, like, basically, he trap. He he's the one that, like... Learned how to trap them. Learned how to trap them. Hey, girl, <laughs> it works for me. You know what? I mean, we're at that part of the book where, like, I know I wasn't disappointed when I finished this, but we also were, like, consistently reading it. So, like, right now, I mean, it's just a little conf- confusing, but it, it, it's... It'll it it's gonna make sense because I know I liked it. I can't, but yeah, I forgot about Pierre. Yes, my God, that was my. It's this it's this moment in time where we're given like thing after thing after thing, and so it's like many different things. Ah. <laughs> but um, so they also talk about like we also have bodies everywhere, right? <laughs> like I mean, and so like Darlington shows up like he's back from Spain, but now we have bodies just laying around everywhere um so uh that kind of has to be taken care of we have people missing um that we've got to also like kind of there's 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 a lot going on um and they're also concerned that alex is now um able to have the blue flame in their reality outside of hell I mean, I don't understand why that's a problem. I think that looks cool. I mean, I would rock it. I mean, it's concerning because, like, it's it was something that was only in that realm. Right. And now she's... Doesn't doesn't Darlington have something, too? Darlington also, like, there's something about him. Like, I feel like there's something... Was it his strength? There's something that... Because he, like, he, he like, hulks out. Oh. Darlington smash! Oh, my God. I could see that. <laughs> I can totally That's, get on top of that. Isn't that what happened? Like he got he got mad. Oh I think at was it Alex's demon? It was the grandma and Darlington was like, get out of here and was like Darlington I'm smash. So that's uh I I think that's what he has, maybe. Sure. Girl, I'm all for it. I mean I <laughs> you know, I mean Darlington I, he he has his horn still. I think is that. I think. From, you know what? We don't know. We no, just from, read it, but we'll figure it out later. From my understanding, <laughs> the horns are there, but they're less pronounced. They're like little goats. Yeah, little, little, they're like or little big. nubs or like little nubs. Yeah, yeah. and then it, didn't they like come out more when he got angry? Yes, that's exactly. They just kind of erect out when they get. When he gets angry. <laughs> little nubs get a little bit bigger. You don't want to see me angry. No, you don't. Uh-uh. <laughs> you don't want to see how big these nubs can get. Oh, boy. Okay. So that has been a fu- That actually was a really good discussion because I really feel like I went into this 
confused. Okay. And you know, that's the point of this. Yes, to talk through it. Exactly. And I don't... I'm glad you made me feel like... I typically don't want to do like that much of a play-by-play, but like we didn't really have much of a choice with this one just because there's so many things back to back to back to back to back. I don't think it was a play-by-play. It was like we had to talk through. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it was a play-by-play because the thing is, if we understood it and we were just reciting it, that'd be different. But I mean, literally, like we were like working through it. Um, and I'm just glad that I didn't, I don't feel stupid. I feel like there's like parts that you were trying to understand too. Like, I feel like it was, a yeah, like, we, had to, we, we had to talk through some things. There was a lot, like, there's just a lot in that l- group of, yes, just, goodness gracious. Like, I'm actually glad that we, I ended up missing that chapter that week because could you imagine of all of a sudden just randomly discussing that last chapter um when we did like remember yeah it? yeah and like then stopping I mean, and stopping yeah this was Ooh. a good Lord. mashup yes. of of things yes so um anyways i hope you all enjoyed we did um my brain hurts <laughs> i'm like oh because I seriously was on this mission to figure out Golgorod, but Golgorod is not anywhere. It is not not a real thing, yeah. and I was just trying so hard. But anyways, long story short, next week, chapters, we will be covering 39 through 41. Eric, that means read through 41. Stop yes. at 42, Eric. You're reading three chapters. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that now. Got to make sure I know. Um <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's um it's been fantastic. Thanks for joining. Um I'm trying to think if there's anything going on Grishaverse wise or yeah, no, we're still in this if you know of anything, let us know, please. <laughs> um one thing that I do um maybe this will be kind of fun. I in the next week and I'm gonna have Terry do it too, is actually think about what our salt spirit would be. You know, um, and then this one put this on like the back burner because this will be for like when we finish the book. But I do want to also think if we weren't in Lethe, what society will we be a part of? So that one is for later. But anyways, let me know if you know exactly what your salt spirit protector would be because I have no clue, but I'm going to figure it out. So. Maybe even come up with one for Terry and Chris and all that. And literally everyone. Yes, everybody. <laughs> it's going to be kosher salt, though. <laughs> Got to use kosher salt. Um, okay. Well, it's been fantastic. Love you all. Long live the Grishaverse. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No, no mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok at GrishaCast. And thank you to our amazing staff, Chris, Michelle, Alex, Bruce.